0: So the test is over, the score report has come back, and damn, you failed. Uh, yeah, it might seem like it's the end of the world, but guess what? It's not. Today on this episode of MDI Prep, we will discuss the six things you can learn from those who have failed the exam. We want you to pay close attention to number four because that one can change your life. These are the six things that you can learn from those who have failed the exam. And don't forget, number four can change your life. Hey, 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 this is Dr. Sutton and I am with MDI Prep and we are so excited that you could join us again today for another amazing episode. Now, guess what? The episode that we're going to talk about today touches probably at least 80% of the population. Now, the other 20% are fortunate enough to have never failed an exam, but 80% of the people out there has, have at one point failed some exam in their life. And so the question really becomes, is there anything that we can learn from those who have already failed the exam? Now, when I actually started thinking about this podcast, let me tell you the way I thought about this, how this came about. So I was running the other day. I was doing my morning run and I was running and I was listening to uh, an audio book and the audio book was called Anti-Fragile. Uh, it was by Naseem Nicholas Taleb. If you have not read this book, it is amazing, right? So I'm running, I'm listening to this audio book, and it's talking about basically uh, things that we gain from disorder, right? So, you know, most of you who are in science may have understood this as entropy, you know, that, that disorder, Right. And so in this book, it basically talks about in terms of being anti-fragile means that there will be some that are sacrificed for the greater good, meaning that some will succeed, some will fail. But one particular chapter that really stuck out in my mind was this particular chapter that talked about entrepreneurs, right? And in here, he compared the failed entrepreneur almost like a, a failed soldier, which is not, you know, if you think about it, every soldier that we know that has served in battle is heroic. is somebody that we honor. And they, even though they have made, may have died or or when we say failed, they may have died in battle. Their battle, their, their, their being a martyr for a greater cause is something that should be saluted. And so in this book, he talks about why don't we salute the failed entrepreneur? And he gives this scenario of is that the failed entrepreneur is someone who has not succeeded, but by their mistakes, others have learned how to succeed. And I thought, wow, isn't that an amazing concept, right? So I said, wait a minute. If that's the case, isn't there something that we could learn from those individuals that have failed their exams, right? Because obviously for those who have failed their exam, there are lessons that can be learned. And so, today, what I'm going to be talking about are the six things that we can actually learn from those who have failed their exam. Now, let me tell you just like this. So, uh, most times when our students at MDI Prep come to us, uh, our goal is to make sure that they are prepared in a way that failure is not an option, okay? Okay. Now, I would love to say that we have a 100% success rate. Even though 90% of the students in our pa- in our student in our class pass on their first attempt, we do have a percentage that does not. So, how do we deal with them, right? So, the first thing that we're going to be talking about today, the first thing or the first lesson that you need to learn is that there's no substitute for studying, okay? Let's just let's just say there's no shortcut To knowledge. And I know sometimes people are crunched for time and things like that, but guess what? When you are preparing for a major exam, whether it be the MCAT, the IMBDE, the DAT, or the PCAT, or whatever exam that you're preparing for, there is no substitute for studying, okay? Now, I have students who I guess for some reason or another, they love to wait to the last minute, they are the ultimate procrastinator. And then they get to this last, I say, week or two, and they feel like, okay, let me see if I can cram everything in in this last few weeks. Well, guess what? A lot of times what happens is that they feel like they are underprepared. And they're right because they have not put in the proper amount of time. And so the first lesson that we have learned from individuals that have failed, and, and and typically when I ask, a student who has failed the exam, I'm like, okay, what do you think was the biggest reason you failed the exam? And they said, say, well, Dr. Sutton, I just don't feel like I had enough time to study. I said, okay, well, uh, how long in advance did you know about your test? Well, I guess I knew about the test for about maybe three months. Okay, how long time did you put in? Well, uh, you mean like dedicated study? Uh, yes, dedicated study. Uh, maybe a month. So you knew about the test for three months, but your dedicated study for was one month. All right. Do we see something wrong with that? And most times they will admit, yeah, I just not. I didn't put enough time in studying. And, you know, in my office here in Houston, we, we have this couch. Right. And, and if you can imagine this, it's this long black couch. And so a lot of times students will come in and and they'll just sit on the couch. And as they started talking and kind of expressing some of the reasons why they think they failed the exam, um, how they felt about the exam and so forth, you can start to see how that couch starts to so, slowly become this resting pad for them, right? And then they, st- they go from a sitting position, then they go to a kind of like a sideward lean. Then they go all the way from a sideward lean into this layback on the couch. And now they get to this layback on the couch. We are now in a full-blown counseling session over why they failed the exam. Now, once the tears have dried, we actually get to the core root of what we can do to correct that. So the very first thing that we can learn from an individual that has failed the exam is to stop procrastinating. All right. If you have three months to prepare for the exam, use all three months. All right. There is no substitute for studying. Okay. Second thing. Oh, my goodness. This one you got to hear. So I had a student about three years ago, and her name was Jill. Jill came up to me, and she was dead set on going to dental school, right? And so she comes, and she says, Dr. Sutton, you know, I have my DAT tomorrow, and I just don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just, I don't think I'm ready. And I said, well, Jill, how long have you studied? She told me. She said, well, I've studied, you know, at least three months, right? I said, okay, well, that's good. You put in enough time. I said, do you feel like it was effective? She says, yes. You know, I I studied all the material that you all gave us, and I I feel really good. She said, but I'm just so nervous, right, to take this test. I said, well, okay. I said, Jill, what do you think is the worst thing that's going to happen with this test? She says, well, the worst thing is I'm not going to pass it. I said, okay, so you don't pass it. I said, what does that mean? She said, well, if I don't pass it, that means I don't go to dental school. I said, wow, you don't go to dental school. What does that mean? She said, well, if I don't go to dental school, I'll have to find some other career because I won't be able to be a dentist. I said, "Okay, you find some other career. Then what does that mean? She says, well, then I'll always be wondering why I didn't go to dental school. I said, exactly. I said, did you hear what you just said? I said, think about it this way. I said, at the end of the day, I said, your test is on Wednesday, right? She said, yes. I said, "Okay." Would you agree that there is a ninety nine percent chance that even though your test is on Wednesday, um, if things didn't go well on that test on Wednesday, do you would you agree that Thursday is probably still going to happen? Thursday is still probably going to come around. Right. She said, yeah, doctor, son. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Thursday will come. I said, yes. I said, guess what? It's not the end of the world. All right. So don't stress about it. Do your best. Give it your all. Because even though the test may be difficult, even though you may not think you did well, it's not the end of the world. Right. What does not kill you? We've heard this before. will make you stronger. Wow. So this was a concept that I helped Jill with. And and here's the good news. Jill took our advice. Jill is in dental school and she's actually going into her third year. So Jill is doing fine now. Right. So the second lesson is, is that the exam will not kill you, okay? And because it doesn't kill you, it's just going to make you stronger. The third thing that we can learn from those who have failed the exam is that sometimes you have to admit when you don't understand something. Oh, my goodness. You know, I have no idea why uh, smart individuals, feel like they have to know everything. They don't. You don't. You know, sometimes it's okay to admit if you don't understand the concept. It's okay to admit that there are some things that you just don't know. And rather than ask for help, most students, what they'll do is they'll try to what we call wing it, right? I don't understand what that means. But they they wing it. They say, well, you know, I kind of think I know what this means, And so they come up with some concept that they created in their brain that's totally off the beaten path regarding the material. And they use that, and now that becomes a new truth for some science that's already been established. That makes no shiggity, if y'all know what I'm talking about. And so rather than ask for help, they'll go into a test with misinformation. Don't ever do that. One of the lessons that you can learn from individuals who have failed the exam is that overconfidence can be deadly when it comes to an exam. And what I mean by overconfidence, overconfidence to the point where you don't want to ask for help or you don't, especially when you don't understand the concept. Okay, that's number three. Number four. Now, you remember I told you number four is something that can change your life when you fail an exam. Once the tears have dried, you've got to learn how to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Most times students will feel so guilty because, oh, I didn't study. Oh, I shouldn't have partied. Oh, you know, why did I pick that answer? I knew it was that other answer, but I just don't know why. I feel so dumb. I feel so, you know, they have every reason to actually get down on themselves. Don't do that. Once you've, like I said, once you've dried the tears, once you've processed all the things in your head on what could have gone wrong, forgive yourself. Once you've forgiven yourself, then you can move on. Okay? That takes us to number five. Number five is what I call persistence makes a difference. Let me say that again. Persistence makes a difference. See, failure is only failure When you don't try again. See, I've had students who have failed the exam five times and they passed it on the sixth attempt. Are they really considered a failure? No, they may have had a failed exam, but they're not a failure. So when you talk about being a failure, there's no such thing as long as persistence is in your life. And remember, persistence makes a difference. That takes us to number six. And number six basically goes in line with the P for persistence. If you plan to continue, if you want to go forward and you know, you want to pass this exam on the next attempt, then you got to do what most people have heard before. It's called the five P's proper planning prevents poor performance. I know we've heard that over and over again in our lives, but let me say it again, because it is so profound, proper planning. Prevents poor performance. If you want to do better. You got to plan better. And if you. Whatever you did the first time. If it were not successful. If you were not successful. With the tools that you used the first time. Doggone it. Don't use them again. Try something different. You know what did they say the definition of insanity was. Doing the same thing over and over again. Expecting a different outcome. Why in the world. Would you use the same study material? Why would you use the same study technique if it did not work the first time? See, one thing that I know for sure is that if you're listening to this podcast, that I know for sure that you're seeking knowledge. You're seeking some understanding. You're trying to find what is the best method to accomplish your goals. And that's the reason that MDI Prep was created. And so in doing so, you've got to make sure that you look at, you evaluate, and you see the things that didn't work and try something different. Now, these are the six things that we have learned from individuals that have failed the exam. And these are six things that you should really keep in mind as you are preparing for your exam. Now, one thing that we know for sure is that you're going to pass. We're going to speak that into existence right now. One of the things that you probably hear us say at MDI Prep a lot is, is that we believe in the power of suggestion. And so right now, if you are hearing my voice, if you are listening to me, believe in your mind, believe in your heart, that you're going to focus on your exam. You're going to pass your exam. If you have failed the exam in the past, you're going to remember the six things that we said. Number one, there's no substitute for studying. Stop procrastinating. Number two, remember, the exam is not going to kill you. If the exam is on Wednesday, there's a 99% chance Thursday will still come around. Number three, don't be so overconfident that you can't admit when you don't understand something. Number four, oh, don't forget this one. Forgive yourself. Okay, get over the guilt, let it go and forgive yourself. Number five, remember That persistence makes a difference. Number six, plan to do better. Remember, proper planning prevents poor performance. You apply these six things. We know that you'll be successful. You know, our motto here at MDI Prep is you got this. No matter what you're going through, you got this. You got a hard test coming up. Don't worry about it. You got this. I want you to repeat over and over and over. I got this. So in our next episode of MDI prep, guess what? We're going to be talking about toxic relationships. Wow. How does that even apply to education? Right? But well, did you know toxic relationships can impair your study ability? It can impair your success, your journey to medical dental or pharmacy school. So we're going to be talking about how to identify those things in your life that could in inhe- that can impede, that progress that progress so we're going to be talking about that so remember you got this and until next time peace